This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. Good morning, you're listening to The Morning Run, 8.51 right now. I'm Melissa Idris, I've got Joyce Go and Tanjung Han here with me. And we're taking a look at the top business news of the morning. Convenience stores operators, uh, they are in what Business Times this morning is calling Space Race. Um, this is to expand their Malaysian operations and there's growing competition among them for viable retail space. So looking at the penetration rate of uh, convenience stores here in Malaysia, it is somewhat low. I was surprisingly low um, compared to more mature markets like Thailand and Japan. So um, this has caused three major players, the, you know, 7-Eleven, My News and Family Mart, to aggressively expand their store counts. Yeah, so according to Afin Huang Capital, the competition for retail space, while a major concern, that would be mitigated by ample supply of commercial spaces, as well as this low penetration rate of uh, convenience stores in Malaysia. And if you look at uh, what uh, convenience stores are doing here... Um, uh, a number of them, I mean, Family Mart, there's one of them that does ready-to-eat offerings that makes up a large proportion of uh, convenience store sales here because it commands a higher margin than other typically sold items such as cigarettes. And I think Afin Huan Capital, they estimate that the daily revenue per Family Mart store will outstrip that of My News and 7-Eleven. Yeah, now that's going to be quite the performance there because if you look at 7-Eleven and My News, their top line for their respective financial years have just been rising though. Uh, but but when you look at their bottom line, for example, um, you know, it looks like for 7-Eleven, that growth has come at a cost to their bottom line. So back in 2014, 7-Eleven registered a net profit of over 60 million, 63.1 million to be exact, according to Bloomberg data. But then when you look at last year, that is moderated to 50.1 million ringgit. So that's a drop of about 13 million ringgit in the bottom line from 2014 to 2017. Right. So, you know, uh, but then when you look at the top line, though, it's just one way. It's just a one-way street. It's all the way up. Mm. So, you know, can that uh, trend hold given A, that low penetration rate that you spoke about, and then B, the tremendous competition that we are seeing in this space? Yeah, if you look at the number of convenience stores here in town, guys, in Malaysia, it's only 2,700. Only? Well, compared to Japan, it's 55,000. Oh, okay. Taiwan, <laughs> Taiwan is 11,000 and Thailand is 16,000. Yeah, so yeah. for me, I, I always assume that we have so many convenience stores already, but apparently, you know, I think the idea is to have one in every street corner, in fact, more so, and have one competing, you know, across the street from each other. There is, a, there is, I'm sure, commercial space already for this. We've spoken a lot about, you know, the, the glut in the commercial real estate sector. Um, so the question is whether these convenience stores will want to take up those, um, those empty lots. Yeah, and also whether or not they're going to add value to their current business model or diversify. Because you see, even My News, they have started introducing new offerings such as coffee and ice cream under their new Maru Cafe brand. They have their own brand, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So maybe now we might see convenience stores um, being in direct com- competition to restaurants and fast food outlets, you know. So next time you go where you want to go makan, you know, you're not thinking about the, the restaurant, you're thinking about um, a convenience store. Yeah, and, and we have seen all these uh, boxes there that offer, uh, I think it's like a, you can drop off and pick up parcels mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Post Malaysia is also in that space and I got a bit of a shock this morning when I came down from my apartment, you now have these boxes for laundry services. So you can put your dirty laundry in some of these boxes and I guess some... It's fa- like, hey presto, it's clean. Yeah, and some fairy <laughs> will come in the middle of the night and pick it up and leave you a gold 
tooth or so. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But yeah, you know, so there's a tremendous amount of innovation and disruption as well. You know, uh, but but again, I want to see you know what this does for the big store boys as well because we have seen the erosion of say hypermarkets and mm-hmm. whatnot. Right? Will we see a continued decline in that segment and ultimately maybe the death of that big format store? So the challenges to these uh, convenience store operators will definitely have to be whether they can fund this rapid expansion, mm. or, but also whether they can weather any changes when it comes to the minimum wage policy, right? So uh, the impact of rising minimum wage is likely to raise convenience stores operators overhead. Um, so, you know, if you look at, say, um, 7-Eleven, they have quite a significant portion of um, of foreign workers. Yeah, foreign workers, I think, comprise about uh, 32% of the workforce when it comes to um, convenience stores for I, some of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, for most of my news workforce, when it comes to a minimum wage, Mel, I think most of their workforce, they already receive higher than the minimum wage. Right. That's what so, they're 7-Eleven saying. 7-Eleven has 80-90% to 90% of its workforce yeah. um, on the current minimum wage. And I, I think something else to look out for in this segment as well, because I've noticed this, say with these MRT lines, right? What I've noticed is at the at each station, you then have one of these convenience stores that pop up. So now with the expected slowdown in uh, some of these mega rail projects, you now that could filter down to their growth as well. So as opposed to perhaps Seven Eleven or My News or you know these guys automatically having a store at one of these rail stations, they now have to find another commercial space. Although to be fair, you know there's an abundance of commercial space in Malaysia. I, right now. I wonder whether there's um, store loyalty, customer loyalty to convenience stores because I have to say in the last. You know, in the last year or so, there's always been a convenience store popping up next to a convenience store and I feel so guilty as a con- customer going in. So I make sure that I alternate <laughs> so I can give them both my so business. sweet, Mel. It's, like it's not like a hairdresser. You know? But it's, it's direct going... competition to each other. <laughs> well, they're planning a lot of uh, additions when it comes to store expansion. I think Family Mart is looking at 50 new stores in FY19. Wow. Uh, my News is looking at 90 new stores in FY2018 and 7 11's 100 new stores in FY2018. So definitely on an expansion trail there. Mm. Well, speaking about uh, being on an expansion trail, we have QSR Brands. They are planning to open 24 new KFC restaurants nationwide. And this is following its success in opening 23 new uh, restaurants just this year. Wow. And they're also going to be focusing, and QSR is going to be focusing on building more drive through restaurants. This is due to consumer preference. Well, yeah, and, and also due to this preference, I think they're going to be working with several housing developers, one of which is a matrix concepts to build these drive through restaurants. Right, and then you know, ultimately whether or not share, um, Malaysians can actually be shareholders and kind of get a slice of that pie, right, that ever-expanding chicken pie, so to speak, because, <laughs> I mean... Well, the, the, it's fried chicken yeah, pie to fried, you. <laughs> fried chicken pie, because uh, there's that highly touted IPO for QSR brands. Now, uh, uh, apparently... They've already uploaded a perspective, uh, prospectus, I, I believe, uh, uh, to the SEO Bursa website there. But whether this is a good time, though, given mm. the tremendous uh, foreign capital outflows that we've seen from the Malaysian equity space, we are seeing the volatility in regional markets, certainly up there in China. You know, could that affect the prospects for QSR brand? So this is where pricing comes in, right? How are you mm. going to price the IPO or the valuation of that? I think that is key right now. They have to, the bankers need to come up with the right price pricing when it comes to IPO and you know it's learned that I think news reports have it that QSR is looking at a price earning ratio of about 32 times yeah but if you look at the broader picture right so so far this year there's only been one 
one listing on the main market. It's only, if you look at the last few years, there have been more IPOs on the ACE market and of course that new LEAP market. market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Main market, nah. So far this year, just one. Last year, altogether, six. Well, okay, so QSR is one. Um, that We're also uh, expecting uh, Leong Hub, right? So that's also, I think, within the uh, consumer retail space. So as you mentioned, Joyce, QSR, uh, price-to-earnings ratio of about 32 times. But if you look at, say, Berjaya Food in comparison, and uh, Berjaya, of course, operates Starbucks and Kenny Rogers. Um, they have a price-to-earnings ratio of about 20 times. So we're still looking at that comparison in terms of consumer stocks. But coming back to the opening numbers of Bursa Malaysia, we'll be, we'll be looking at some of the stocks in the news after the 9 o'clock news bulletin next on BFM 89.9. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.